1: Yes, welcome on
0: into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, and I'm your host Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. All right, so the towards the end of the show, it will be a crossover show with Brandon Olsen. He is the host of Locked On Gators. We will talk about Saturday's matchup in basketball and also um, just kind of chit chat around. What's happening in the SEC and the back and forth of Florida and Auburn. and it's had it's I don't know I've I've wanted an excuse to have Brandon on the show for a minute. So glad um glad it's finally happening. But first things first, we've got a good bit of news to touch on. I'm really going to dive into one specific story. The players announcing that they're coming back. I'm probably go over that a little bit more with Justin Ferguson tomorrow on the, the Ferg Friday edition of the show. Um, but Nick Eason being hired away to Clemson is not good. It's not a good thing. Shocked how many people I've seen dismissing the fact. And so Nick Eason is going to be Clemson's guy. Of course, he, he was Auburn's defensive lines coach and Brian Harson's first defensive line coach of you know, his Auburn tenure. He's expected to make more money at Clemson. And... I think this is a shame. I think Nick Eason was Auburn's best position coach a season ago. I think what he did with Colby Wooden, making him one of the best interior pass rushers in all of college football is huge. I think the step that he helped Derek Hall take is huge. And look, TD Moultrie, since he has stepped on the planes here at Auburn... Uh, has left a lot to be desired, and T.D. Moultrie was an absolute stud this season. He was really, really good. And then also, you look at, like, the development over the season of a guy like Eku Liotta, and Marquise Burks was a solid piece. And this has become Auburn's deepest unit on its roster right now. And I think some of that is just natural talent. Sure, I think that's fine. I think it's fine to say. But we talked about this when Nick Geeson was hired. You know, Harson going to the NFL to get a guy. And, you know, the NFL, you know, they're not really worried, the coach, from a coaching standpoint, they're not worried about talent acquisition. The head coach may be, depending on how the system's set up, but these position coaches, their job is to, okay, whatever the GM puts in front of me in my room, my job is to make them better. And Nick Eason's approach to that was incredible. Also, just talking to folks in the staff, there are some position coaches that have leaned into NIL more than others. And I think you can look at the class and be like, okay, defensive line and DBs, that seems to be something that has been a pitch to some position groups, but maybe not all of them, or maybe more some than others, just based on conversations that I've had. And Nick Eason, man, he was a heck of a recruiter. And so I'm curious to see if there's any fallout from this because, man, Auburn had a really positive week, uh, you know, last week with the announcement of Colby Wooden and and Derek Hall and those guys coming back and Marquise Burks coming back. I wonder how much of this, you know, had to do with um, Coach Eason and how much of it is they just didn't feel like they were quite ready yet or they wanted to stick around Auburn one more year. There's a ton of reasons that could go into this. But... Nick Eason leaving is a big deal because Auburn lost its best position group coach, I believe. Um, I think the linebackers played really well, but I think the linebackers played well the year before. I don't think I saw some big jump. No is back to Jeff Schmetting. I think Jeff Schmetting's a good defensive mind, but I, just, I, I don't think that was it. Corner, possibly. If you want to give a nod to Zach Gethridge, I'm okay with that. Safeties, mm, I don't think they got better. Corner can be an argument if you want to go that route. The wide receivers, no. Running back, I think, is a talent thing. No disrespect to Cadillac. So, yeah, I think Auburn lost its best position coach from 2021 to the Clemson Tigers. Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching live. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because maybe I'm out of bounds again. A lot of y'all told me I was wrong on Kobe. Maybe I'm wrong on this. We'll see. Hey, a name to look out for, and I have no source on this, but the guys were talking about this in the Locked On Auburn Discord, and I think it's a a name worth looking at. Kanetchi Udizi, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He was linebacker's coach under Derek Mason at Vandy. He is currently, what is his title? Defensive line assistant for the Tennessee Titans. We saw Harson go to the NFL for the Bengals, uh, to the Bengals to get Nick Eason. Maybe this could be a similar thing and you know there's ties there now also they could just go get a dude and there no be there be uh, no ties whatsoever which is fine cuz harson is this fascinating mix of getting his dudes around him and also just going out to get dudes he has no, like has no prior experience with it's a fascinating mix and i don't think it's bad i just think it's interesting and it's it's extremely unpredictable i think we saw that with the austin davis thing so Um, just a few things to think about with all of this, as far as other news happening around Auburn football, and this is just going to be news and just a quick thought. I'm not really going to go deep diving into this, but Shedrick Jackson is coming back. So that's interesting. Um, little surprise there, but I guess it's like, you know, he's not quite ready for the league or, you know, any level of professional sports after college. So I guess that makes sense. If he wants to continue to play football, he's going to have to do it by staying or transferring somewhere. So Um, as of right now, he is Auburn's best wide receiver on this team, or at least the most experienced. Um, we'll see what happens there. I guess that's a good follow-up with, you know, Kobe leaving. At least you have somebody there. So, um, cool. Welcome back, Shedrick Jackson. I guess that's fun. Um, and then the other big bit of news is Anders Carlson is coming back. Anders Carlson has a chance to tie some or get closer to some of his brother's records next season. And so, yeah, Auburn folks saw some conversation about, you know, why is he coming back? He may not be the starter in 2022. I'm not buying that. And look, I think Alex McPherson is an absolute stud, a member of Auburn's 2022 signing class, the number one kicker in all of high school football a year ago. He's fantastic. He's really, really good. But I think when you look at Anders Carlson's numbers, and I was looking at his numbers when I was writing the story for auburnwire.com. This past season was by far his worst season. Um, everything else was pretty solid. And so since he's become the starter. So it's like since 2018, he has like 73%. And he was below that this past uh, this past year from field goals. So with field goals. So I don't know. I, I think Anders will hold on to his starting job. Surely, um, surely this coaching staff would rather go with him than, you know, a freshman. I don't care how talented you are. You're still a freshman. Uh, I'll go with the talented senior um, over you. I don't think it's that crazy to think. So um, there you go. That's kind of an update. All right, coming up, we will chat with Brandon Olson with locked on Gators. Hey, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated, outdated, outdated finance software. If I can talk. Um, to see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. If you are a business owner and you're not using NetSuite, Reach out and explain why to me because I just don't get it. NetSuite is the, is the way to go. The, the, I mean, the amount of businesses that they've worked with and their response rate is incredible. 93% of the surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Can you imagine if a quarterback completed 93% of his passes or we'll stay on the topic of kickers. The kicker made 93% of his field goals. Yeah, GOAT. That's what we would be saying. They're the best ever. Just like NetSuite. So uh, head over to NetSuite.com slash locked. It is not locked on NCAA. It is now NetSuite.com slash locked. NetSuite.com slash locked.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
0: Time now for a little locked on podcast network crossover action and uh I probably shouldn't be saying this in front of you. I guess it's fine. But Brandon, with Locked On Gators, Brandon Olson, has become one of uh, my good buddies throughout the podcast network, and uh, we talk all the time, but we have not been able to really record a crossover, because despite being in the same conference, Auburn and Florida interact um, very little, which is an absolute shame, but how you doing, bud?
1: I mean, it's a shame, but it's also like very fortunate for you, because... I, I could I could body bag you any day if you wanted. I'm, uh, thank I'm you. Cool it. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. So I
0: had a few people in my in my Discord locked on Auburn Discord. Um, I'm like, hey, doing a crossover with. Uh, I called you the Florida guy, um, and I got a couple of good questions.
1: Better than when Tony calls me. Tony just calls me Gator Boy every single time he sees me. So uh, of locked on <laughs> Jags. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Auburn banker asked, "How many pairs of jean shorts do you own?" Oh, uh,
1: jean shorts zero actually. So you're not I, really I, I, a Florida guy, is what you're telling me? No, yeah, no, no. I'm I'm not I'm not a jorts guy. I'll wear like cargo shorts, but like I'm not I'm not a jorts guy. Got it,
0: got it. So yeah, we'll talk about uh, Auburn and Florida, um, their showdown that'll happen this Saturday in Auburn Arena. But I thought it'd be fun to talk about just kind of. You know, what's going on with football uh, throughout the SEC um, from both of our teams' perspectives right now? You guys are going through a coaching search, or really now a staff search. Um, Auburn went through this a year ago, and it's such a fun time, I would assume, for you guys. And I really like the selection that you guys made. I think Billy Napier is going to be a heck of a coach. But um, what's kind of that process been like for you?
1: uh it's been awesome because i mean i was a little disappointed with some things because you know dan Mullen got fired and i was like all right guys like we're going to talk about this head coaching hire and who it might be and this search and we're going to go in depth on all these candidates we're going to look at tape we're going to break down scheme and then a few days later it's like yeah scott strickland met with one guy billy napier and Mm -hmm. he decided he wasn't meeting with any more and that they were hiring him so i had literal weeks worth of content planned right and then scott strickland was like hey guess what I hate you and just hired billy Napier, which i'm ecstatic for because i love what he's all about i love the coaching staff and i love what he's building and what he's doing here especially because uh florida very much needed a culture change because you know yeah it wasn't wasn't great before but uh yeah i mean i mean i'm excited for it i, I can't wait right yeah i mean that's kind
0: of where. Auburn was a year ago. Now, granted, their their coaching search drug on for forever, and there were so many rumors and reports coming out of people offering guys the job that didn't have the ability to offer the job, like weird stuff, <laughs> weird power struggle stuff, and ultimately ended up with Harson. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's been cool. It's been cool to see, and and so some of the you know some of Auburn's folks went down. To Florida, um, Coach McGriff went down there, and then obviously, uh, Newkirk and Truesdale um, were down there last season. How are those guys doing?
1: I mean, I they did all right. Truesdale was kind of rotationally more than anything else. Daquan mm-hmm. Newkirk stepped in and pretty much was an almost immediate starter, then got kind of rotated out when Javon Dexter really stepped up as that disruptive D tackle because before that it was Antonio Valentino and Newkirk, and they were just like, yeah, we have two massive dudes here. What are we going to do with it? Because they're not generating pass rush. Yeah. Um. But, you know, he like, he stepped in, and I got to give credit to both of them because they were both very late ads, and they both came in and played pretty significant snaps. Like, especially Newkirk played a lot of snaps this year. So I I, I give him credit, and I, I think that they stepped in and had just handled it like champs, and it, I mean – It it was awesome to watch them. They seem really cool. They seem both, like, bought into Florida instantly, which, I mean, hey, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to buy into Dan Mullen, but, hey, they they did it, and they had fun, and they showed out.
0: It's amazing what a year can do as far as, like, changing the perception of what we think about someone. I mean, Dan Mullen was... One of the the no brainer hires of the past decade, where it's like, okay, all right, yep, he's going to Florida. That makes total sense. And early on, it seemed like a great move. It's just crazy what can happen in literally one season.
1: Yeah, just so much. It happened so fast too. It right? did. We we knew Todd Grantham had to go in, during the twenty twenty season. We knew he had to go. And then we sit through everything, and it's like, well, Todd Grantham's got to go, but Dan Mullins still the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's still the guy that can get us over the hump and then it became well what if it's not dan mullen who who are you gonna hire that's better and then towards the end of the year it was like literally anybody like just it, it's, very <laughs> it's like odd. i'll go he out there and do it either. i don't care right yeah yeah like he he, he lost everything he lost the locker room it, for seemingly he lost the locker room i don't know there were some players when he got fired that they were like i'm gonna miss him but at the same time billy napier got hired and they were like it's time to win games right so I mean, a, a lot changed with Dan Mullen and I, I still think he's a tremendous schemer and play caller. I just, I, I don't think he was necessarily good at anything else. Like he wasn't good at recruiting, didn't put effort in. He wasn't good at the media because he just threw fits. It, if he was winning, it was great. But if he was losing, he was a petulant child. Uh, So that's why I I, I think Dan Mullen's just built for the NFL. He doesn't care about recruiting. You don't got to recruit. You could just draw up your game plan, have fun, do your cute little thing, and hopefully start the right quarterback this time.
0: Well, that was the thing when Harston let go of Mike Bobo as their OC a few weeks ago. There was a big chunk of the Auburn fan base that was like, oh my gosh, just give – give Mullen a blank check. Just drop the bag and get Mullen in. And then the other part of the Auburn fan base was like, no. Like, did you not just Anywhere watch what happened? Probably. No. Like, the issue about Auburn's program right now is they need to recruit better. And, and he, you know, and, and then he doesn't want to recruit. So, uh, but as far as scheme, though, man, like, yeah, I think you would have done a good job getting folks open and all. But, yeah, over the course of three or four seasons of not recruiting, um, it adds up. And I actually thought Florida was one of the places where, if you just wanted to coast, you could be a top 15, you know, you could generate top 15 classes. Um, I guess we just, and I still think it is. We just have to redefine what coasting and recruiting is, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where you got to try to screw it up. And he he screwed it up pretty badly there. Um, I I will say though, like I know that he caught a lot of flack, like towards the end of his tenure of being like, it's not recruiting season. We'll talk about it during recruiting season. It's It, it was very clear that it just came off wrong. Like, like it, what he said was dumb, not taking that away from, or yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving him extra credit for that. Uh-huh. It was dumb, but he clearly wasn't saying we don't recruit right now. Totally, you know, like, right. We know you recruit, but first of all, he had sanctions where he couldn't go travel to recruit during the bye week and everything. So that's why when they were like, oh, did you go recruit during the bye week? He was like, it's not recruiting season. We're not talking. I was like, cause he couldn't do it. So yeah. no, he didn't do it. Right. But also, he very clearly meant, like, we've got games to focus on. We suck. We're really bad right now. Well, and he was we he was
0: past the point, right, where there's a point where, you know, these public public figures, I mean, we saw it with Urban Meyer. We'll just keep it in the state of Florida, where it's like, after a certain point where it's like, okay, anything you say that's slightly, like, not perfect, just, everybody's just going to pile on. And this was after, like, you guys lost several games you should not have lost this season.
1: And so, he was just... He was walking on thin ice, so that's just this is part of it. But yeah, um, it was any, anything he said was wrong. It was just right. even if he said the right thing, he was wrong. Like, even if he was like, "We we are so focused on recruiting," they probably would have been like, "Why aren't you focused on winning games?" Yeah, totally,
0: exactly. Um, I want to talk about the basketball game coming up this Saturday, but first, Brandon, can you imagine paying full price for gas at the pump? I just I, I can't comprehend doing that. No no that, what am I a
1: boomer? Who would I would mean,
0: do that. No with now that get upside exists, the get upside app, I mean folks are saving 25 cents per gallon and we've got this uh, this promo code now throughout the locked on podcast network. If you use the promo code score, you get an extra 25 cents. that is 50 cents per gallon uh, by using the get upside app. I mean Brandon, there's people making you know several hundred extra dollars a month, just extra coin falling in their pocket. Every single month by using get upside.
1: Why wouldn't you do this? There's no You're reason. Dumb. That's that, that's the only reason you yep, wouldn't do it. Do. If, if you don't like money, right, then sure. Don't get, get upside. But mm-hmm. if you like money, get get upside. There you it's go.
0: just the smart thing to do. Uh, I think so. I think so. So once again, just search get upside in your phone's app store. It is free and use promo code SCORE. Also, can you imagine <laughs> Brandon <laughs> placing a bet anywhere?
1: but betonline.ag. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, no, I I can imagine it because I've tried it and they sucked. I I can tell you that much. I I tried it before Mm. BetOnline. They sucked. I used BetOnline. Never never turned back since then.
0: Now, for folks who are unfamiliar with Brandon's work, he is all about going all in on bets on tennis that is his um, thing yeah,
1: yeah we're gonna um, talk about that now um, okay, we're, we're, not right. go that. we're not gonna go in detail we're not gonna go in
0: detail there but um he's big on it you should be too go to betonline.ag use promo code locked on to get your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game can starts I say, can
1: i say also yeah before that I didn't know that I was big on just going all in on 10. I still don't know how that would work out. I, I, I like, I don't, the thing that I bet on, I don't know how that's a possible thing, but guess what? Creative enough at, uh, at 4 a, at 4am on a Saturday, you could fill in the blanks. Yeah. yeah stuff.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So Auburn and Florida take on, you know, they, the, they, uh This will be Auburn's third game in conference, but will this be Florida's third game in conference play as well? It will be Florida's
1: second game.
0: Did y'all have one canceled?
1: First game got COVIDed out.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So Auburn's going into this one, Brandon, on a a hot streak. They've beaten both of their uh, SEC opponents by 15 or more points. The last time that happened was in 1999, and Auburn was a one seed, and they cut down the nets. And so... The, you know, the fan base feels really, really good about this team. They feel really, really good about the depth. Really the only other team in the conference that plays as many guys as Auburn does with South Carolina. And Auburn ran them out of the gym on, uh, on, Wednesday, or on Tuesday night, rather. So, a lot of excitement, a lot of confidence around this fan base.
1: Yeah, and I mean, rightfully so, Auburn is a good team this year. Uh, Florida yeah. is very much not great uh, i'll say that but uh i mean hey you texted me before and you were like hey can't wait to beat you guys by 30 on saturday i think it's going to be ugly what? man i think it's going to yeah. be a beat down that's fine but the only way you're winning by 30 is if you win this game 50 to 20 because florida ain't giving up a ton of points i can tell you that much you might demolish us from three you might demolish us on the like with rebounding you might win the turnover battle but you will not beat to be this team by thirty. No one beats this team by a lot except Owen seven, Texas Southern. Okay. The powerhouse and that is Yeah.
0: Yeah. No <laughs> question about it. The powerhouse that is Texas Southern. Um, so LSU right now has the number one defense in college basketball, and Auburn won that game in Auburn Arena last week seventy to fifty-five. So I'm not big on transitive property stuff. But I do think that that's kind of interesting where it's like, okay, another team that doesn't give up a whole lot of points and Auburn found a way to get to 70. Um, if Auburn scores 70 on Florida's, I mean, that's, that's a win, right?
1: Uh, yeah, almost definitely. Uh, look, I, I like, I'm, I'm a Gator fan and I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not going to be a little bit of a homer with it. Please do. But yeah. uh, <laughs> this offense, just not great. It seems like at certain times this offense is just, I I don't think it looks like I'm playing I've explained it before it looks like I'm playing 2k rec with my friends like it's just like there's there's no rhythm there's no flow there's no game plan it's just set this screen and hope for the best man and so this offense is really what's just killing this team like this defense I feel bad for them because they're playing great but I mean it's the same dudes that play defensive play offense in basketball (laughs) and they're just shooting themselves in the foot by Having no rhythm or flow, playing iso ball when it makes no sense whatsoever and just chucking up shots. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I had somebody, Brandon, ask in my Discord. It was thick Marshall hype generator. He asked, I've heard Florida fans argue about this before and I want to know your take. Who's better all time, UF football or UF basketball?
1: Oof. Um, I you're, mean, you're a big basketball guy, right? <laughs> I'm a big football and basketball guy, so I'm much much bigger football. I it it, it's in my lifetime. I would probably say basketball has been more consistent, Mm -hmm. but football had higher peaks. Yeah, like like I don't think you get better than Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer football. Right, but I don't think you get better than the first twenty years of my life, where it was Billy Donovan just being great. The entire time, but it, so it's like one of those things where you don't get more consistent than Billy Donovan was, but I don't think you get better than Urban Meyer was. At, I mean, on field, I'm definitely not going to say better off field. You can get very much better than that. Totally right. Um, Tim Tebow never beat Auburn. Just putting that out there. I don't care. Tim Tebow was also the first sophomore to win the Heisman, and he won that. Is like, I don't. I don't <laughs> care if he ever beat Auburn. I don't care.
0: No, fair enough. Fair Ooh. enough. Ooh. I, I get it. That is an appropriate response. Um, (laughs) Yeah, So so I think Auburn is going to do what they typically do. um, And over the course of 40 minutes, they just, it's just unrelenting pressure and there's no, there's no relief with, with subs or anything like that. Jabari Smith is going to be a top three pick in the NBA draft. You know, he comes off and there's still no relief offensively or from a length standpoint, they're a very long and athletic team. Against, uh, against South Carolina, the starters scored 41 points. The bench scored 40 points. It's a very balanced team, um, and they've got, they'll play 10 or 11 guys, depending on if Alan Flanagan is be, uh, able to come back or not due to going through all the, you know, the, the virus protocols and things like that. So um, you'll definitely see 10 guys. You may see 11 if Alan's back. But um, how has how Florida done
1: playing against teams that rotate a lot? um well florida runs into an issue themselves with depth sometimes and the fact that uh that they foul kind of more than they should like like you could look at the maryland game maryland played a great game and florida just had a ton of fouls and it's like we, we we're solid but depth wise and when you could push the tempo i i don't think it's gonna work out very great for okay. florida you know like they have a good defensive team but teams uh I want to say tempo wise they tend to dictate the pace to Florida.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think Florida needs to do to win this game?
1: Force a lot of turnovers. That's that's the yeah. same thing I said for the Alabama game. It's force a lot of turnovers. That's what you got that's what Florida's pretty good at. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you got to really do it and win the turnover battle because Florida I believe 30% of Florida's points come off of points off turnover. Wow. Okay. So I, I I think you've really got to force those turnovers and you really got to convert on the opportunities because your offense just isn't great when you get in the half court set. But it, and the thing is they try to operate in the half court set. They're just not good at it. It's as simple as that.
0: Right. So uh, for folks listening, how can they check out all of your content? My friend.
1: Uh, WNS underscore Brandon on Twitter and check out whole nine sweet man no i'm
0: glad that we finally had a chance to um to do a crossover like
1: i said we yeah can we just cross over randomly can we just be like hey it's crossover we'll play each other in madden or something and just be like hey that'd be fun that'd be fun you'd kill
0: me but i'd still uh yeah. yeah okay that's fine that's fine now i want to now i want to you agree to that too quickly so
1: at any time bring it
0: hey for florida folks listening if they want to auburn spin on things at z black on social media and of course locked on auburn wherever you get your podcast we'll be back tomorrow right here on the locked on podcast network
1: hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music